Yo, 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 what's up? What's good? How's everybody doing this evening? If you're hearing the sound of my voice, I hope it finds you well. Welcome to another episode of Hell is Round the Corner. I'm your host, Lou Cipher. And sorry about missing a week, y'all. Listen, shout out to everybody. Like, whenever I miss a week or whatnot, everybody hit me up. Like, hey, what, what the fuck? You know, what the fuck? Is, what the show at, nigga? You know? <laughs> I appreciate that y'all keep me on my toes. But, um, nah, last weekend, look, I was I was chilling with my, with my other half. And, you know, anybody know me when I'm with him, my time is his time. So, you know, it is what it is. We had a great weekend. And, yeah. That was it. So I'm gonna try to make up for it this week. We let me see. I got some shit to talk about with y'all, and you know, let's just sit back and laugh a little bit at motherfuckers who got a little more money than us, shall we? <laughs> All right. So first thing I want to do, I want to send a uh, rest in peace out to Nanobia Washington, better known as BK Tidal Wave. From um, she was on Twitter, she was on Instagram, all that good shit like that. But yeah, she was a um, an internet personality, and she was. I've been a fan for the longest. Like I first heard her, um, it was a couple of years ago. There was a um, a cat named Tack Stone. He had a podcast, and he had her on there, and she was just listen as raw as you can get. That motherfucker was wild. And so from then on, I was just a fan. I saw, you know, I started following everything over the years on social media. And <clears throat> what made her so dope was she she was it was literally a woman being her authentic hood New York self <clears throat> in everyday life situations. And she was just funny, you know, like the one she she was one of those people who was just naturally funny. Like my favorite bit from her was um there was when she was on the bus and she went to sit down and it was this old lady got up because the old lady didn't want to sit next to her. So she whoops out her phone and starts spazzing like here I am, by the way, I don't have to change my voice to sound like me and her have the exact same voice. But she's like, here I am trying to sit by on the bus. I'm not trying to sit by the old lady, maybe learn some shit, get some knowledge. And and, and th these new old bitches worse the kids. That shit took me down low. She say these new old bitches. I say, yeah, this motherfucker here is crazy. But yeah, she was just, I mean, she, like I said, she was such a light, you know, like a lot of people really, um, they, they think that if you ain't running around here wrapped, wrapped up in pearl cloth and goddamn doing one inch jumps off the ground for fucking praise dances that, you know what I'm saying? You don't have a luminescence or a light to share with the world. And she absolutely did, you know, damn, damn the fact that, you know, she was who she was, you know what I'm saying? She, her. Her, her brightness shone through, you know what I'm saying? And anybody who was out here entertaining people during this fucking pandemic, we was all in, bless them. So, you know what I'm saying? I want to, you know, send a shout out to her loved ones, peace, love, and healing. And, you know, you, you know, BK Tideway, if you did your thing while you was here, you know what I'm saying? You made your mark. And that's ultimately what we all trying to do. So, shout out to you. All right. Next up, what we got? So since I missed the week, you know, I'm going to go back and grab some old shit. So I think I'm going to try to knock that out um, first. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap got packed the fuck up by the FBI at the Royal Loud. Um, I want to say it was last week sometime. Um, listen, they got him for conspiracy to, to distribute 100 keys of heroin, fentanyl, and crack. Side note, in 2021, the year of our Lord, where does one even find crack? I didn't even know they still had crackheads out here, to be honest with you. I thought crack died in like the two, the early 2000s, but apparently there's still motherfuckers out here making crack. So, I mean, I, I, listen, I, I, I don't know all this, this gangster thug shit, so somebody tell me something. I thought crack was gone, but anyway... They had him, they got him for conspiracy to distribute all of that, and they were going to use the postal service, and um, they were going to use, like, cars that had compartments dug out into them or whatnot, and so, my thing is this, 
When them damn rap checks start drying up, them niggas go right back to that same old bullshit. And all I can tell from tell, oh, um, tell Mr. Wop, look here, bro. You gonna need a trap queen for real because, nigga, the feds, let me tell you something. When the feds come for you, you're not beating that case. You know what I'm saying? See, the feds, they, they give you the rope to hang yourself. The feds watch you for years sometimes, depending on how bad they want, you know, they, how far they want to go. Them motherfuckers watch you for years. When they come get you, they're going to set you down in that little room and they're going to set about three, four years of your life in front of you. And, and all they're going to ask you is what color jumpsuit you want, bro. You not you, you you the only thing you can do is take a plea if they give you one, cause the feds they, they just they, they build cases. You're not gonna be the fed case, so they can't. If that's who came and got you, good luck. I hope you know. I hope the baby mamas and all them straight and they got a little money and whatnot. Cause yeah, I don't think this ain't looking good for you, dog. You know what I'm saying? So, and then another thing, y'all. These rappers always be getting packed up at these damn concerts. And shit like that. I mean, but I mean, it's easy to get them there because, you know, they have to be seen. So, of course, they're going to be there. You know, so it's just, I don't know. That shit is wild. They, I guess they're going to come wherever they know they're they going to, wherever they know they can catch you. Whatever. But, you know, I mean, good luck. That's all I say. Good luck to you. But, yeah, it ain't looking good from what it sounded like. Anyway, moving right along. So, um, T.S. Madison went to the Breakfast Club um, this past week. And, um... <clears throat> Excuse me, and um, I, when I tell you that was probably that was one of the best Breakfast Club interviews I've seen in years. Like first and foremost, I adore Maddie. Like I like I, I I look up to her. You know what I'm saying? Because the trajectory she took with her career and what she's doing with it now, I want to do that. You know what I'm saying? You think I'm, I'm, I ain't trying to drive no truck for the rest of my life? You know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm trying to find a way for, to get motherfuckers to pay me for talking. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I mean, like, I, like you know, and coming from where she came from, you know, sex work and all that kind of stuff like that, you know, to where she is now, man. Like, she, she, she Maddie is just such, she's such a um, treasure, you know, for the community. You know what I'm saying? Like dead ass, so you know. Shout out to T. S. Madison, you know. I, I adore you, but yeah. But she went up there to the um Breakfast Club, and it was dope. The interview, it was funny, but at the same time, it was it was poignant. It was, you know what I'm saying. She called out queer phobia with direct, pointed language and naming names. You know what I'm saying, and it just I, I'm like. I, just, I love seeing a member of my community get in these straight spaces. Because let me tell you something. All, all that, you know, oh, I'm going to make these straight people mad doing all, pulling these stunts and shit. That don't bother them. Sit your ass up in they shit and run they room. And that's what she did. You know, and not even on no shady shit, but it was just, you know, she was, com Maddie was commanding that room. You know what I'm saying? And you know they, you know they couldn't trip her up with nothing. She was just speaking real direct. She spoke directly to the baby and to Boosie. You know, like at the end of the day, you know, I'm from the streets just like you from the streets. You know what I'm saying? But ultimately, we're black people. You know what I'm saying? At, at some point in stage, we gotta uplift each other because we all have a common enemy. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but you know that's not exactly what she said. But that's you know the spirit of what she was saying. You know, and it's just dope. That was just dope. You know what I'm saying? To see. You know, a woman get up there with these grown-ass, hard-leg, fucking dick-riding-ass men. They can't speak direct to shit because they too scared that one of these other ashy niggas whose opinion means so much to them going to judge them harshly. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when we get up there and we say fuck that and start talking directly, that's what I like to see. And that's what Maddie did. And that's what she does. You know, again, I adore her. And I just, you know, keep winning, Maddie. Um, but while we sitting up here talking about the ashy niggas for a second, so something happened, um, last week that really just puzzled everybody. Um, so the headline read, the LGBTQ organization forgives the baby. 
While the rest of the world was sitting up here talking, arguing back and forth, ah, I knew they were, you can't cancel, fuck, cancel culture, blah, 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 the baby. You know, while they was doing all that, every member of the LGBTQ plus diaspora, all of us collectively looked at each other and said the same thing. Who the fuck is the LGBTQ organization? We don't know. We didn't know who these motherfuckers was. We was confused. Straight people, y'all arguing about something totally different. We literally sit up here trying to figure out who this organization is and have we are we what we laid on our dues. You know what I'm saying? You know, we you got the fags looking at the dykes, the dykes looking at the trans, the bisexuals. They confused. We all looking like who do we report to? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm asking my, I'm calling people. I'm like, hey, did you get a welcome packet or something in the mail for the LGBTQ organization? You know what I'm saying? Like. Is the, do we have dues due? You know, like, 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 how does this money thing work? Because listen, let me tell you something. Much, much ass that I, I ate and dick as I sucked last weekend. I know I owe somebody something. So you know, who do I pay my monies to? So you know, we was just, we were all very puzzled. But ultimately, my thing is this, and you know, this is just pure speculation. I'm purely talking shit right now. But let my mind work for a second. These um these big quote unquote LGBTQ organizations um I, they work in they they work hand in hand and in conjunction with a lot of these entities that don't be fucking with us. You know what I'm saying? Because you gotta realize something about white people. At the end of the day, a gay white man and a gay white woman they are still white men and white women first. You know what I'm saying? And they they move in a way to protect their money. And to keep themselves getting more money. Here's the thing. And again, I'm purely talking shit. I'm, I, this is unfounded in every way possible. But here goes. My thing is this. I knew, I knew shit was going to smooth over eventually. Because the baby, wait, the baby makes too many white people too much money right now. You know what I'm saying? And one thing about a white man. That he's not going to let you touch his pocket too hard. You know, the baby makes too many white people too much money. So what 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 we got to do? He make he make us too much money, and our kids love him. You know what I'm saying? So how do we protect our investment and keep our and keep giving our kids they they nigga shit that they love? So you know somebody at the label start you know started making some some gears turn. Um, you know maybe maybe a couple of dollars brushed some hands. Some statements got made. Okay, we need this motherfucker back out here making this damn money so we can all get paid. So what we got to do? We got to go through the gays. So let's just go find some gay organization, get them to make a statement. We'll be out of here. And I think that's what happened. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, the people, let, let me tell you something. White gay moves shit. You know, that was one thing as hateful and as malicious as um, Dave Chappelle's shit is. He not too wrong with that, but I'm actually talk about that in a little bit. So, yeah, that happened. We we still trying to figure out what you know who what LGBTQ organization do I need to pay my dues to? Somebody hit me in the damn DMs or something. Let me know. I'm I'm late on some payments. So that leads me over to Joe Button. Okay, let me take some water right here real quick. Mm. Ah, excuse me. Whenever Joe Budden is trending, it, it, just know that a headache ain't too far to fuck behind. So, this happened, I want to say it was a Saturday? No, I can't remember. But it, was, it wasn't too long. It was, other, it was other day. I was all work. I'm on the couch, knocked out sleep. I, you know, took me a little nap or whatnot. Woo -de -woo. I woke up, I checked the timeline, all I see is, I knew he was going to live in his truth one day. Yes, you are being honest about your love of dick. So I'm like, wait, what is, what's, what's going on? So then I look and I see Joe Budden. I'm like, oh, shit. So I go click his name and everything like that. So somebody took a clip from one of the episodes of his show. And in the clip, Joe Budden, is saying he says, okay, fuck it then, I'm by." You know, spread the word. Yes, Joe Budden is by. Spread the word. So that little piece of the clip, they took that. And when I tell you the internet ran with it, and it was just, so, oh, God, like, oh, so where are you hiding the D? 
fix Joe Biden. You know, like, it's just all that kind of shit. I knew I was attracted to Joe Biden, Joe Biden for a reason. Like, I, I won't, here's one thing I want my community to understand. And I'm talking to my fellow gays. Come in, come real close. Let me tell, let me tell, let me tell y'all something real quick. Y'all gotta stop being so goofy behind these goddamn straight men. The ones that y'all find attractive anyway. Because that's what the, that that's what this all is 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 seated in the fact that y'all motherfuckers been finding Joe Budden attractive for a while, but you can't say nothing because the nigga is trash. But you know, as soon as you could, as soon as he can, he has what appears to be some identity with the community. Here y'all go letting y'all goddamn thirst your your thirst ass water rivers and shit running. You know what I'm saying? Joe Budden ain't nobody's goddamn bisexual, but I'm gonna get to that in a second. You know what I'm saying? Y'all do the most. All he got to do is be reasonably attractive and light-skinned. And Joe Budden is both of those things. Put it like this. If Rick Ross would have came out right now and been like, boss, I'm by. You know what I'm saying? Y'all motherfuckers are cuss his ass. I bet you get your long to the ass the fuck up out of here. Fuck. the fuck wrong with you? You want to be by? Your fucking chest is by, bitch. Like, you know, y'all would have did that to Rick Ross. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, stop stop being so thirsty behind these straight niggas who wouldn't even, who, they, who wouldn't spit on you if your ass is on fucking fire. You know what I'm saying? It's so fucking annoying. You'll have 10 goddamn sisters fucking lined up with they got them legs pulled back behind their earlobes, dick hard, booty wet, and everything like that. You'll jump over all 10 of them motherfuckers and go try and shoot your shot to a straight man who may or may not shoot your motherfucking ass if you come at him a certain way. You know, I really want us to get that, get that shit under control. But I digress. Going back to the story. So what it was was when I saw the clip, I said, okay, let me go to YouTube and find the video, the whole, the whole clip and whatnot, which I did. So basically what it was, was him and his new two co-hosts, their names are not important. He switched them bitches out like this, this child, but he, him and his two co-hosts, they were talking about, you know, the whole thing that we were just mentioning with the baby and whatnot. And so they got on that whole gay people get motion. They, they, they got most uh, rights than us and they get treated better than us. So that's when Joe was like, well, fuck it then. I'm by You know what I'm saying? So let, let, let's, let's unpack something really, really quickly. I want straight, I want straight people to realize that blackness and queerness are not mutually exclusive. Well, they don't have to be. Put it like that. You can be both black and queer. You know what I'm saying? We all out here, you know, like, nigga, I, I've been strictly dickly, you know, over, well over 20 years. We out here. You know what I'm saying? So they, so they think, being that they think that being gay or being queer is a white thing, they confuse white privilege for gay privilege and think that we all have it. No, we do not. I say this shit all the time. The white gays, are, like especially where I'm from, the white gays are some of the most egregiously racist motherfuckers you'll ever encounter. You know what I'm saying? They just forget. The thing is this. Like I said earlier, white gay men and white gay women are still white men and white women at the end of the fucking day. You know what I'm saying? So you, they don't get. It isn't that they're getting privileged because they're gay. They're getting privileged because their their money. They, I mean, I'm sorry. They're getting privileged because they're white. Their white privilege they would get anyway. Also, couple that with the fact that you know what I'm saying. The gay community is kind of powerful. You know what I'm saying? Well, the white gay community. Because let me tell you something. Them motherfucking bazillionaire ass white gay couples and white lesbian couples. You know what I'm saying? That's who run the quote-unquote LGBTQ organizations and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we be saying that they don't see us. They ain't really. They don't really be fucking with us. Because again, they white people first. You know? So you got rich white people. I don't give a fuck what, I don't give a fuck what they do in between the damn legs. Rich white people, they make gears turn in this fucking world. So that's what you're perceiving. It's not no motherfucking gay privilege. It's white privilege. You know? And so, you know, Joe and them saying that bullshit, it's just, it's, it's, like I said, it's just fucking annoying, man. Like, get off of it. Like, I just, y'all, like, they spend, they're so preoccupied with us, man. I, all I can tell them is, I promise you, the shit ain't fly as you think it is. You know what I'm saying? 
Don't get it twisted. I wouldn't be straight for all the money in the goddamn world right now. But damn it, I wish I could not have to deal with some of these goddamn gay issues. You know what I'm saying? Do do not realize I can't have sex when I get ready to have sex. We got to damn near schedule that shit because there's no spontaneity in gay sex, goddammit. Like, you know what I'm saying? We got to plan days. We got to damn near plan days and shit in advance. Like, you know, okay, so I want to fuck tonight. So what we going to do, we going to get you some water and your ass ain't going to eat nothing but greens all damn day. You know what I'm saying? So you sitting here, you on no pains, and you sitting down to the restaurant, you and you and your little partner and whatnot, and everybody eating and enjoying themselves like that. And you know you trying to fuck tonight, so you watching everything he eat. Everything hit his plate. You looking like, you know, hey, you, you 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 gonna eat all that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I could take half of it, you know. It's 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 cool. Just, matter of fact, here, cut that cut, yeah, you you don't need all that. You you don't why, why are you no Water, just drink some water. Drink some water. You don't know pain until you've had to do that. You know what I'm saying? So stop thinking that we got everything so goddamn good over here, motherfucker. Just listen. Live and let goddamn live. Any fucking way. I got all over the place with that one. I'm sorry. But um, let's see. What else we got? What else do we have? Okay. Hmm. I'm just mentioning this quickly because I found it fucking hilarious. So the internet just found out that Jackie old ugly the other day. So, okay, when I say Jack, I'm not talking about the rapper Jack, yo. That's where y'all kids had it fucked up. <laughs> it was, that, that was funny. No, we talking about Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, former first lady, wife of JFK, and soon she married our Aristotle Onassis, the billionaire, and she just has lived a rich white woman charmed life all her life. Well, what people don't realize back then is, you know, they didn't have no internet. So, you know, a bitch could be busted for decades and nobody really know anything about it. You know, and she was one of the motherfuckers. So, niggas dug, the, the, the kids dug up some new pictures of, of Jackie O. And when you saw her face, um, niggas say she looked like an O3 Pontiac Aztec in the face. And I can't unsee it. <laughs> she really do. <laughs> Somebody say she looked like you got to keep snacks on hand to keep her calm. The reason they can say that is because she got this eye real monster's ass mouth. Like, all of her teeth were sharp. And because I didn't, because, you know, I never really looked at all I'd ever seen was pictures of her wrapped up in shades and scarves and, you know, her in the car with JFK and everything like that. But she was smiling at a lot of these pictures and her teeth are mad fucking pointy. Like, just, you know, it's very, it's very picket fence and it's and they were kind of green too. So, you know, she was no attractive woman and it was just like, mm. Oh, excuse me, y'all. Shit was good. But, um, I mean, she was, here's the thing. Jackie O was known for being stylish. You know what I'm saying? She was known for bringing style and sophistication to the White House. You know, with the, with the tailored suits, the pillbox hats. Um, I believe Oscar De La Renta and uh, Ralph Lauren were dressing her and shit like that. And, you know, she de decorated a lot of rooms in the White House and all that shit like that. She was known for her style and for her taste, not her fucking looks. Cause you know, but but here's the thing: in the grand in the grand um in the grand tradition of first ladies, you know, we call a break with Michelle. Cause let me tell you something: the rest of them bitches been busted for a long time. Nigga, Barbara Bush been looking ninety years old from the day we first met her. When George Bush went into office and we saw Barbara Bush, everybody thought that was his mom. But that wasn't his mom, that was his wife. So he was like, oh shit, if you like it, I love it. But shout out to Fool and Fuckery, my homegirl on Twitter. She say Barbara Bush looked like the Quaker Oats man. And when I tell you that side-by-side -side picture, they look exactly the fucking same. That woman looks, that, 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 that white woman looks like a pilgrim, like a male pilgrim. You know, she got the strong neck and and, and, and the set jaws and the sucking in eyes and shit. I don't know. But anyway, but yeah, the, the first ladies were never no great lookers. So, you know, I just wanted to mention that shit was fucking hilarious. The internet never ceases to bring a smile to my face. So, let me see where we at with this now. All right. So, Travis Scott and the Astro World Fest. So, I want to say it was this past Friday, um, Travis Scott, who, side note, I still have never heard any of that boy's music. 
to say he's this huge he's this huge rapper, I've never heard it. I probably heard it in passing, but I could name one of his songs if you paid me to. Anyway, but he had he had this music festival, um, the Astro World Fest. I think Astro World is part of his like thing, you know, he has a thing with Astro World. I think he's from Houston. But anyway, so they had that festival. Now, from what I understand, they sold a hundred thousand tickets, but like about but fifty thousand people ended up showing up. They knocked the gates in first of all. It's like you can see the video of the people just knocking the gates over. So at that point it was just a free fall any damn way. Um and what ended up happening ultimately was eight people got trampled to death at the show, I believe. They have they had Buku people getting they had to get carried out and everything because they passed out, all that stuff like that. But eight people actually died from being trampled. And before I even go any further with this story, I want to say peace, love, and healing to those people's families. That has got to be the most horrible way to die. And you know what I'm saying. Like, there was no excuse for that. And just, you know, my heart goes out to those families. So, um, yeah, the ball was just dropped multiple places. There's, it seemed, there seemed to not be no contingency plan in place for any of it. You know what I'm saying? Because first of all, we in the middle of a damn pandemic. What the fuck y'all going to jump on top of each other and mosh and shit for 50,000 of y'all? Because let me tell you something. I guarantee you, if, if half the motherfuckers out there was vaccinated, I'd be surprised. But that's neither here nor motherfucking now. So... The um problem people mainly having was that Travis Scott. This all started happening when he was while he was performing, and he wouldn't stop performing. And so people are like, "We're trying to get him to sh stop the show," you know, everything like that. You know, people are literally out here dying, and you know, I do see it both ways as I see most things. So I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to go through this. Um. I do believe that you know, if you, as an as an artist, if you can see that something's going on, that some crazy shit is out there happening, I feel like you do have a responsibility to kind of show, you know, and be an adult in that situation. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. let me let's stop this. You know what I'm saying? You know, let's let the people do what they got to do and get these folks out of here because you know things going on. However. You know, all them lights and shit up there. I'm sure he didn't see what was going on. You know what I'm saying? Um, and also, let me see. Where, where, was, where was I going with this? Where was I going? I just, I don't know, man. It's like, it means, put it like this. If they were doing all that while he was performing, imagine had he abruptly stopped performing. Them motherfuckers would have really told shit up. You know, because you got to realize, you got to look, look at the audience we're talking about here. We're talking about white kids. You know what I'm saying? They was out there jumping on top of the paramedic um, vehicles, trying to get the people to get help. They jumping on top of them, acting like badass fucking fools. But, you know, it's just, I do believe heads have to roll for that. But it the, the onus doesn't rest on the artist. Not, I mean, not even, not even a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like... Well, you know, whose job was it to coordinate security? Whose job was it to ensure that, you know, there were, you know, there was adequate medical, medical staff and medical attention options there? You know what I'm saying? It is just, I mean, the, the whole thing really looked poorly thought out, poorly planned out. Um, a lot of people were saying, you know, talking about something, it could be drugs or whatnot. Listen, I guarantee you, 80% of the motherfuckers out there was high as giraffe pussy. You know what I'm saying? And sure, I'm sure somebody probably, you know, passed out of some shit like that. But at the end of the day, it was people losing their humanity in the name of their entertainment that caused those people their lives. You know, these people were trampled to death. Imagine that. Motherfuckers just literally then stepped on you and then fucked your arteries up so bad on the inside and then mushed you damn near to the ground and you have to die that way? You know what I'm saying? We like we like we have got to find some humanity, some fucking well, sometimes, y'all. You know what I'm saying? It's no excuse to be out here behaving and acting like that. You know? So, um, so yeah, it's just, you know, it's a sad situation. You know, I hate that it happened that fucking way. But listen, I did I did try to peruse through some of the boys' music, you know, the other day when all this happened and everything like that. Because, again, like I said, I had never heard any of his music. Not saying that any... I'm, again, I'm not trying to place the onus squarely on him. I am going to say his music did not help the situation. 
that shit is dark-sided. Like, just not even not even lyrical, because the lyrics are kind of unintelligible. You don't, you don't really understand what he's saying. But it's just like the music just does it doesn't sound um it just it it sounds foreboding. You know what I'm saying? Like it was some dude on there I seen a TikTok where he was just like, you know, he's like, I I feel like I was in hell. And when I hear the music, I can totally understand how one could feel that way. That shit just uh, it, I don't, let's just say it's low vibrational and just move on because yeah. But anyways, yeah, again, shout out to the souls of those people and their families and everything like that. And motherfuckers, learn how to behave when you go places. All right, so let's see what we moving into now. So, do we want to, hmm, what are we going to do, music first or are we going to do TV first? Yeah, let's do music first. <laughs> So, a couple of things dropped um, this past Friday, and I'm going to talk about two. First, Silk Sonic. Them niggas did it again. Let me tell you something. I feel like I, anybody who know me in real life knows that I could be the third member of that goddamn group. Them niggas, like, it's just, oh, but now this rollout, I hate this rollout that they're doing for this album. The album Panthers coming is dropping, uh, I want to say next week, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, the rollout they doing is trash. Like you, 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 you come, you, you come out the gate with lead the door open, which was a mega smash. You know what I'm saying? That shit was oh man, that song was fucking, so fucking good. But then you come with Skate, who we like to we like to pretend that Skate didn't happen. Just Skate just don't exist. It don't it doesn't exist. But this new giant here, fucking um, smoking out the window. Listen. That motherfucker goes. And the thing is, it's just, just watching the way they perform, man. It just feels so good. It's old school as fuck, but it's still, you know, it's still, you know, a little bop to it. Nigga Bruno singing his motherfucking tan and brown ass off. You know what I'm saying? It's just, the shit is good. But here's the thing. The song is about dealing with a bitch that ain't worth a damn. You know what I'm saying? But somehow, it's not depressing. I think we know where I'm about to go with this. Summer Walker released the album. Still over it. Y'all did the most. I tried. I gave it an honest listen. Because like I said, I said this sometime before. I do recognize that Summer Walker is talented. You know what I'm saying? But nothing she sings and nothing she does is for me. And I want that to change. I really do. Hence, I gave the album a chance. I listened to it. That shit is vocally lacking. Like, vocally, it's just terrible. We're going to get to it. We're going we gonna to go by piece of piece. It's vocally lacking. It's repetitive and redundant as hell. And it's depressing. So the whole album basically is just about her getting her dealing with London on the track and getting pregnant about how she should have known he wasn't shit. Blah 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 blah. Baby mama, baby daddy, shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's just my thing is, I'm just not in that place in my life. Like I try to listen to the songs, and all as I'm listening to the songs, all I'm thinking is, damn sis, you dumb as fuck. You know what I'm saying? And it just, it just, there was only one song on it that I really cared for called Insane. Now, Insane, I did like. I, it was, I, I thought it was dope. But the first half of the album, it sounds like one long-ass song. One long-ass song. Like, the vocals. Here's the thing. I've heard Summer Walker sing, like, really, really sing before. And she can sing. So I just really, it annoys me when people who have the ability to sing do that lazy ass sing-songy bullshit. I'm so tired of you vibes, you, you blunting vibes, girls. I don't know what to do. Come on, man. Put some gusto into this. Like I was saying earlier, Silk Sonic, they whole song was about dealing with somebody that ain't worth a damn. You got a whole album about dealing with a motherfucker that ain't worth a damn, and the whole album is depressing. Like, Jesus Christ. So I just, and then, here's my thing. So, she's a 25-year-old woman. 
you know, at 25, we were always doing knucklehead stupid shit. So, you know, she's she's right on she's right on schedule as far as, you know, the stuff she's singing about. My thing is, you goddamn old ass niggas, the, the same motherfuckers I was talking about with fucking Chloe put out the Have Mercy song. I'm talking about you old, hard leg, rusty 36-year-old motherfuckers. That is a 25-year-old woman. There ain't shit she's singing about that you shouldn't be able to be relating to. You motherfuckers was killing me with this shit. Oh, I'm a listen to Summer Walker. I'm a big, and yeah, niggas betting not that many. Nigga, you're 36. You're 30 fucking six. Your knees crack when you get out the bed in the morning. Stop it. Stop. That shit was so fucking stupid listening to these old ass niggas. That, like I said before, y'all can't let the girls have shit because here you fucking hair back fucking pumba shaped razor back hog old fucking niggas can't let the women have shit. You niggas ain't got now fucking baby to speak of. You out here talking about something. You, if you relating, if you if you are a man in his mid-30s or above relating to anything that Summer Walker is singing about, by all means, seek all the help. Because you got to be the stupidest motherfucker in the world to be to be able to even really. Nigga, I'm 38 whole ass motherfucking years old. Now, don't get it. That young lady, what she's singing about, she's singing to her, she's singing about her situation and speaking to her demographic. That ain't got a damn thing to do with me. I was listening to see if the shit sounded good, which it didn't. You know what I'm saying? But it, I, I'd be damned if I sit my, my grown ass, hair nut motherfucking ass up here talking about some goddamn, you know, I, your, your mama should have beat your ass, nigga, because you left me pregnant and I'm drinking out of Pyrex dishes and goddamn measuring cups and feeding my motherfucking baby hopes, dreams, and unicorn oil. I wish I could relate to that shit. I wish I would see myself relate to that. Y'all motherfuckers are terrible. You know what I'm saying? This, this, this is why I say all the time, niggas is the new bitches. And you just prove me right every goddamn time. But yeah, anyway, the album wasn't for me. You know, it wasn't for me. It was too fucking long. It's tw like it's twenty songs. And when I say I ain't talking about them, them, them interludes and shit. Like some, you know, some of them albums are deceptive. They'll have twenty some songs in it, but a lot of them be interludes. No, these were straight up songs that all sounded like each other for a whole ass twenty song stretch. Then it ends with Sierra finally giving y'all the prayer that she prayed to get that Brazilian gay porn star looking husband who is treating her very well. She finally went on ahead and gave you goddamn desperate motherfuckers this damn prayer you've been begging for forever. But let me tell you something about... The, oh, God, I'm about to sound like such an old nigga. I'm so sorry. But let me tell you something about that. The problem is y'all want to pray for... Y'all want to pray for niggas that y'all ain't got the fucking... Y'all haven't done the work. Y'all praying for niggas that you're not prepared for. Put it like that. We actually going to talk about this a little later. You know what I'm saying? You have to be in a space where you can receive the type of love that you claim and that you want. You know what I'm saying? You still out here motherfucking checking your goddamn baby daddy Instagram. And you know what I'm saying? You still out here going, going at fucking 2 and 3 in the morning to suck your ex dick and shit like that. And then turn around and complain to everybody telling you how niggas ain't shit and all that kind of stuff like that. But nut crap crusted up on the side of your mouth. You doing all that shit. You're not ready for this love that you think you're praying for. Do some work on your motherfucking self. You know what I'm saying? Like... Stop asking for shit that you just not prepared for. Then you get what you asked for. You wasn't ready for it. Now everybody ain't shit because you didn't know how to fucking handle an actual relationship with somebody who gives a damn who gives a damn about you and don't just throw a wet washcloth to you and tell you they about to get up and go to work in the morning. You know, so Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, the album just wasn't for me. But anyway. So now let's move on over to Cypher Vision. <laughs> I just like saying that for some reason. Cypher Vision. But <laughs> but um so two things I watched this week. So the harder they fall. Let me tell you something. From the first time I saw the first trailer, I knew I was gonna fall in love with that movie. And let me tell you, this this movie is it's, oh, I don't want to give it too too much, but I will say this: it's already in the list of my favorite movies. Like it's it was everything I I didn't know I needed, but I needed it. 
You know what I'm saying? I needed, you know, black people in a movie just doing shit where it just wasn't just, just, just okay, let me take it one step at a time. Um, it's, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, The Heart I Fall, The Heart of They Fall is a Western, a black Western that's on Netflix starring Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba, Regina King, you know, Lakeith Stanfield, Dirty Nail, Having Ass, you know, all kind of, it's an ensemble cast. But basically what it is is a revenge tale, you know, um and the the characters in the movie are um they were actually they actually exist these are historical characters you know that, that are the namesakes of the characters in the movie you know what i'm saying the gunfights the scenery the outfits the dialogue it all hit you know what I'm saying? I grew up watching hella westerns. Cause you know, I, 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 I my grandparents. Shout out to mama and dad. I love y'all. Um, that you know, ain't here no more anyway. But but I grew up watching westerns with my grandma, my, my grandmama, and my granddaddy all day long. That's all they wanted to watch. My my grandpa wanted to watch Gunsmoke and but and, and, and motherfucking um the good, the bad, and the ugly. And my grandmother was a John Wayne stan with his racist ass. But my grandmama loved all the John Wayne movies. So that's what I grew up watching was westerns all the fucking time. You know what I'm saying? The spaghetti westerns were my personal favorite because it was just the, the way the fights and the gunfights was, was filmed and everything. It just, and then it just, it just all looked just so arid and hot. It just, you know, yeah, it was dope. But anyway, um, you know... A few dollars more, Magnificent Seven, um, motherfucking um, two mules for Sister Sarah, you know, just oh man, on um, Pale Rider, all these westerns from back in the day. So I I grew up watching them motherfuckers, but anyway, um, that yeah, the movie fell into that. It, it, it fell in it. It fell square in that you know in that genre. Um, it was very Tarantino-esque in some parts. Anybody know me know I'm a fool for Quentin Tarantino movies. I love Quentin Tarantino. And just, just, man, it was just, like I said, it was just so lushly shot. Just, I mean, not lush. That's maybe the wrong movie. Anyway, the cinematography was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, the movie does not come without criticism, though. I only have two points of critique. And the last one ain't really critique. It's just something I want to unpack real quick. So the first thing, Regina King. Regina King, you are one of our luminaries. You are an actress. You are talented. You're beautiful. We like, we love Regina King. Baby, why you couldn't get that accent together for that goddamn movie? I couldn't tell whether you was from Baltimore or whether you was from motherfucking um, or, um, Texas some damn well. The accent was just slipping in and out. And it's like, then your regular, your regular diction kicked in. It was like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Like, she just, the, uh, Regina King's accent was so distracting or lack thereof. It was just really distracting for me. That was the first thing. So the second thing, it, it isn't a criticism of mine, but it is something I want to unpack real quick. So when I first when I first heard the movie, when I first saw the trailer, I was you know just loved it and everything like that. And then when people started, you know, think piece Twitter came was like these these characters are based on actual historical figures, and they cast this light skinned girl as Stagecoach Mary. So Zazie Beats plays a character named Stagecoach Mary. Stagecoach Mary actually, you know, she she was um someone who actually existed in the Wild West. And you know she was a um she was a portly stout black woman. You know she was dark skinned like she was. You could you could her body. She was just stout and strong. You know, and you know so they cast this waif light skinned girl in the role. Now I ain't gonna lie. I promise you, I was ready to come on here and jump on the whole. They could have cast blah blah blah. I'm gonna tell you why I'm not though. Um, the although the characters are named for historical figures in the movies. In, in, in the movie, the movie is not a documentary, nor is it a biopic. They're literally just using these people's names, you know, at the end of the day. You know, kind of like the best example I can come up with is League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, if you remember that movie, which for some reason I love that movie. I don't know. But anyway, they use the names of, you know, literary characters or whatnot. But it was, it was just, but, but. 
it wasn't meant, they weren't meant to be actual dead ringer depictions of these people. They were literally just using the names. The same thing happened here. They used the names of actual black people, you know, in the Wild West. But the story, like, the story was not about their actual life stories. They literally were just using their names. You know what I'm saying? Now, here's the thing. Could they have cast um, an actress that bore more of a resemblance to what Mary would have been in real life? Sure they could have. Was it a missed opportunity for them not to? You could argue that. You know what I'm saying? Could you say it may have been a touch of colorism? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue that. I wouldn't argue anybody now about that. You know what I'm saying? They could, you know, all those things could be true. But what is true is that this movie is not meant to serve as a bio as a biographical um, depiction of any of these people. You know what I'm saying? I'm abs I'm I'm more than certain that none of those actors were even they even tried to make them look close to what they are um the people they were playing played in real life. You know what I'm saying? But you know, a lot of people were kind of doing the most. You know, don't get it twisted. I do believe that. Um, the actress, I can't, uh, their names are blanking on me, but the actress who played Tasty on Orange is the New Black, or better yet, the one who played, um, not, oh uh, God, what was Lady Sister? Ruby. The actress who played Ruby would have been perfect. You know what I'm saying? I do think that they kind of missed the mark by allowing a black woman who isn't typically seen as a love interest you know what I'm saying? Allowing her to play that role. Because here's the thing, Ruby, the actress who plays Ruby is stunningly beautiful. I, oh, I should have I looked her name up before I started recording. But I mean, ever since Lovecraft Country, I was, I've just been in awe of her beauty. Like, just, and just, I mean, like I said, she's, she's just built like a real woman. She's not fat. She's built like a real woman. You know what I'm saying? And I do think it would have been dope if they would have cast them. Because the same thing that they did Nine Perfect Strangers. Where they made Melissa McCarthy a love interest. And you don't really see plus size women being loved on like that in movies. I think that would have been dope if they would have made that opportunity happen. But they didn't. But it didn't destroy the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's not nothing that you're going to look at and be like, fuck this. They put this light skinned bitch. Da -da. Nah. You know, because again, it's not meant to be biographical. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, do yourself a favor. Watch that fucking movie. That shit, like, that is the content I want to see. That is what I want to fucking see. You know what I'm saying? Who, who would have thought that we just needed a black western right now? That's some dope shit. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to the Heart of They Fall. I fucking loved it. So, last but not least, Insecure. So this week on Insecure, we got a whole episode about Lawrence. Anybody know, I say it all the time, I don't see it for her. Lawrence, Crash Bandicoot looking ass gets all over my damn nerves. However, this week I had to be on his side. So the episode was all about him and counterterrorism. They had a baby together. So what happened was, he's, the, 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 the gist of the episode is this. He, um... Condensation is treating him like, you know what I'm saying, a deadbeat daddy, and the baby literally just got here. So, like, promise him, he was he, he was on a date or whatnot. He gets a text message, "Oh, your son has just been born," and so he like weird. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, so he rushes over to the hospital, and so Kiki Palmer in there because Kiki Kiki Palmer plays her sister, and then Layla Rashawn plays the mama. And you got convalescence on the bed with the baby. So he like, you know, damn, so you gonna tell him, you ain't gonna tell me the baby was born? Oh, the baby came real. All right, whatever. So they all just start eyeing him and side-eyeing him, like, you know, oh, well, you wouldn't hear that, this, that, another. So it, the, the basically like, treating the man like a deadbeat and the baby literally just been born. You know, so the episode goes on. I had to give it to Lawrence. He's really actually trying like he wants so bad to be there with that baby he's already in love with the baby everything like that but but goddamn candelabra she can't get past the fact of this whole you know i'm strong i'm a strong independent woman blah, 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 this that and the other like this is why i i'm so thankful to the universe for the gift that is homosexuality because I, I've said this before, and yeah, i got to say it again. If I ever got put in a position where I had to deal with a black woman, in that sense, ain't no way in the world. 
Ain't no way in the world. You know what I'm saying? God damn it, Consuela, you won the goddamn baby daddy lottery. You know what I'm saying? Lawrence out here, he, he, he got the money to help provide, to help do for the goddamn boy, and he wants to be there. And you sitting up here with this on this bullshit treating the man like you know this. But see, this is what happens when you go having babies with motherfuckers you don't know. I'm kind of glad that they juxtapose um, Tiffany and her husband and their whole family dynamic with um, with Lawrence and the baby and goddamn situation. Like it just showed these two different dynamics, but it's just. You know, she got life and bullshit so fucked up. And I see so many women with that same attitude. You know what I'm saying? You, for some reason, want to shoulder the burden by yourself just to say, look at me doing it by myself. Ah, this niggas ain't shit. That, that, this, that, that. Grow the fuck up. Grow up. I really wish women would grow the fuck up. I get tired of these women acting like they produce asexually because they in the, they have this need for everybody to see how quote-unquote strong they are all the time. You know what I'm saying? When, when What you're doing, you're doing the child a disservice. If that kid didn't need, if that child didn't need but one parent, goddammit, we could have produced like seahorses. You know what I'm saying? All they got to do is goddamn throw their little piece of tail up in their own asshole and squirt. Next thing you know, they done got themselves pregnant. That's how seahorses get down. You know what I'm saying? We human beings, it's not like that. That child needs both parental units, especially if you have one that's dying to be there with him. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, again, I don't have no dog in this fight. Because, you know, I ain't got any crumb snatcher. You know, but it's just, I really, really, really was... I was bothered by that. You know what I'm saying? Conniption and had no business treating Lawrence that way. And, you know, he really did not deserve that. You know, but that's just my thoughts on it. You know, if you got a nigga that's trying to be a daddy, first of all, we we have got to stop. <sighs> Aspiring is the wrong word. But ain't no, how the hell the baby literally just got here and we already in a co-parenting space. Stop stop getting motherfuckers pregnant you don't know them. Stop having babies for niggas that you just met. Y'all heard the damn shirt and you scan the hoes. That's all I got. But <laughs> anyway, listen, I think that's good enough to stop it right there because um, I'm thirsty. My mouth dried in the bitch. But I appreciate it as always. I really, really appreciate all the love. I thank everybody who listens. You know what I'm saying? It means a lot to me. Ultimately, one day, you know, I want to take this shit and just, you know, really, really do something with it. So, you know, hey, just thanks for rocking with me as I try to take this shit from the ground up. All right. So, until next week, drink your water, oil your scalp, mind your motherfucking business. I'm going to holler at you.